Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show, coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska, where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party started. What's good, Alaska? This is Scott Levesque, and you're listening to the midweek edition of the Must Read Alaska podcast. Hey, I just want to welcome everybody in. And if you could take a moment and just go ahead and give us a five-star review, that would be amazing. It really helps when people are searching our content that we would populate first. And if you want to take even a, just a, another minute or two, if you want to leave us a written review, that would be amazing. We love hearing from our listeners. Uh, we love hearing from our supporters and our readers. And that's just one way we can hear from you. Again, it also helps us when it comes to search results. So if you just can take a few minutes before continuing on and listening, that would be great. Like I said, it helps just with uh, individuals searching Alaska politics, Alaska culture, all of that. Uh, it helps us in that search results area. Well, today's a special day. It's our first guest on the midweek edition. And I am proud to say that uh, I was able to connect with this individual on the campaign trail and had a lot of great conversation. We did a video together. I got to know him a little bit, got to write a story, and really it's an honor to have him here, and that is Representative James Kaufman from the 28th District. Rep Kaufman, how are you doing today? Hey, doing great, Scott. Thanks for having me on, and uh, just to let you know, I just put a to-do list item on to give you a five-star review. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You are too kind. Too kind, sir. Awesome. Well, hey, I appreciate you taking time. I know things are crazy down there in Juneau, and that's where you are right now. You're busy, uh, you know, doing uh, a lot of things. Obviously, um, we want to get into a little bit of that. But before we get started, I wanted to kind of go back. You know, I want to reminisce with you, if you will. I wanted to talk a little bit about the campaign trail and a little bit about that in a couple of things. Number one is uh, you ran against uh, during the actual um, campaign uh, for the seat. You ran against uh, Suzanne LaFrance, and that was kind of the bait and switch candidate that happened after the primaries there. And uh, one of the things you and I talked about was sort of your your style of campaigning, which at the end of the day turned out exceptional for you. Uh, You won. uh, It was closer at the end, but you won by a little bit over 400 votes. And can you just kind of talk a little bit about that process? How did you feel now that you're out of it and, and you won and you're in the position you're in? How did you feel the campaign went? Uh, the campaign was an amazing experience. Uh, it, you know, we it was two campaigns. We had the primary, um, mm-hmm. so I ran against the incumbent in a in a primary campaign, and uh, won that uh, with with you know big numbers, um, and then went on to to do the general election, and and that that was just a continuation of the primary. Basically, I hit the ground running. The idea was to just get out and and connect uh, with as many people as possible to make up for the fact that I had no brand recognition at, you know, not being a politician. I, I didn't have, you know, that to lean back on. Um, so it was just get out and talk to the neighbors and did it with a vengeance. Um, it, you know, thousands of doors and a lot, a lot of conversations. And what I found is that there was a great reception. It turned, that turned out to be the most rewarding um, part of the campaign 
it was the part that actually kept, uh, to use the term grounded, kept me grounded. You'd have to deal with a lot of stuff in a campaign, but being out there in the neighborhoods, talking to people, that that ended up being, you know, the, the bread and butter of it. And that's what kept me going. Well, absolutely. I know that's anecdotal at best, but talking to some of the, the residents in your district, one of the things that I heard on a continuous basis is, uh, well, I heard a couple of things that were repetitive. One was, uh, he's just a likable guy, which in politics is great because there's not a lot of love for politicians now. So that was great. And the other thing was, is uh, he was honest. And again, something you can't really say a lot about, uh, I guess, generally about politicians, at least as how people look at them. And uh, those definitely were the two resonating factors in there. And then uh, I think within that, obviously, you have some subcategories, right? Uh, what does that really mean to people? Everybody thinks of honesty at some level and some variance. But what was really interesting to me is your district in the in the presidential race went for Biden by a little over 80 votes. And you did very well in a district that, in all intents and purposes, was blue. And you're a Republican. You've been very clear about that. And one of the things that I remember talking to you about on the campaign trail is your decision to really address uh, finances and kind of look at um, what I what I termed like realistic financial outcomes. And so, uh, you know, in that, I think this is really great as we transition to to you now as representative Kaufman. And uh, can you talk, talk to us a little bit about what that transition has been from campaign to now uh, policymaker, lawmaker, representative, the whole works? How has that transition been for you down in Juneau? It's it's been fascinating. It it is just an incredible and I, when I say awesome, I don't mean it like the the Valley Girl usage of awesome. But <laughs> I mean awesome it, it, as in great, magnificent, great, huge, sometimes terrible. Um, it, to to find yourself uh, in a place like this, doing what what you're doing after after you take all the thrust of the campaign and all of that and you just rush along for all that time and then at one point you're you're walking up to a door of of your uh you know of the previous constituent because when you get to Juno you get the office of the previous uh no, I said constituent of the previous incumbent so you're walking up you're turning the key in that door you walk in and you're like my goodness this is going to be my office for the next two years and uh you know, I, I need to do well with it. And it, so for myself, since the incumbent that I took out was the, the previous co-chair of finance, I had this massive mega, uh, this incredible office. It was, it was almost <laughs> silly. You know, here's little old me. I'm, yeah. I'm showing up my first day on the job and I, I've got like one of the most coveted offices. On the <laughs> and, and so I, I have it no longer as part of the organization Maybe we can chat about that later, but sure. there's a big shuffle over office space and all that. The whole pecking order thing kicks in, and sure. And, uh, so anyway, you know, you 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 work to get here, you get here, and then the enormity of it, and in my case, the enormous office uh, that went with the win, it was just an amazing experience. And then next thing you have to do is start turning all of that into a working, functional um, concern, and. Mm. You're doing it concurrent with so many other things that you have to do. Um, you get here, you, 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 you get smacked with the fact that you, you've just gotten hired by the state, basically, right? So you have all the state paperwork and all the state, you know, the, the HR stuff and all of that. Um, you know, you get your parking spot and all the things that go with it. 
So in the end, you run for all this and in, and in a weird way, you find out, well, now I'm just a state employee. <laughs> Even yeah, I can, I can imagine. By the yeah. Well, so, in, yeah. in, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you. Oh, I was going to say, you know, you had mentioned that before, the kind of the weight of of the office itself. I mean, and then, like you said, you had the the metaphoric weight and then literally the office, like your physical yeah. office at that point was was rather large. Um, you know, talk to me a little bit. I, I think people, James, one of the things that people loved about you was you've already exerted it, your humility in this. Like, I don't think people understand or can articulate it as well as you just did the physical weight of that. How has that been as you've kind of navigated through Juno, um, the weight of your constituents, the people that elected you? Can you talk a little bit more about what that means to you? Well, sure. Um, it, kind of where to start is is the challenge with that question. I guess what you have to remember uh, when you're doing this particular job is that, you know, a typical district on somewhere around 17,000 people. Um, and so primary uh, on one shoulder, and then the roughly 700,000 of all of Alaska on your other shoulder. And you've got your perspective that you want to bring to the job, but you real have to realize you don't have all the information. You, you, don't, you, you don't know all the ins and outs of how the place works. Um, and, and you're gonna have to, in a very quick uh, way, find a way to make yourself uh, useful and, and to, to produce something of benefit to all of those people that you know are have their hopes pinned on you, and and so in my case it it really started out with how can I get to work uh, within our caucus um, at first because um, and some may not know so you know when when we all show up down here there, there's kind of uh, there's two caucuses or cocci you know you you have the one on the left and the one on the right generally speaking and you have you know, some folks that swing back and forth in between. And when I ran as a Republican, I didn't want to run as a Republican, uh, you know, as people understand it uh, lately. I wanted to run as one that really kind of tried to do the things that Republicans always talk about and deliver uh, a, a high integrity uh, version of what, you know, Republicans claim to be. And so I got to work in our caucus uh, with the rest of the teammates in there. And at that point, you know, we were around 20. And, and so we were trying to really work on creating that uh, a high integrity organization where people, we didn't all have to vote exactly the same way, but in general, I mean, our, in general, our, our vision of liberty, of, of, of being focused on delivering a more efficient a government that was focused on genuine priorities, all of those things, that that's what we were focused on. Then we could interpret it as we like around the edges. Um, but in general, we were all focused on, on liberty and a pursuit of a higher value agenda than the normal you know, money burn uh, programs at any cost type vision. And so uh, much of, the, of my day and on into the night, uh, and, you would be amazed at the level of conversations that we're having about all these things and about how to turn it into a, an effective organization. Uh, and so that was the whole first part of it. And that, that was intense. Hmm. And uh, of course, we were hoping to form a majority out of that. But 
um, in, in the end, we didn't quite make it, but what we ended up with was a very strong minority of 18. Um, it was a, a little bit of a paradox for me that the, the, in the media, a lot of the conversation was, hey, these Republicans can't do anything, you know, that they don't know what they're doing. What people couldn't know because caucus meetings are, they're confidential, um, is the quality of work that was going in there to, to create an aligned team. And to the extent that you see what we have now with 18 people that we don't agree on everything, but but we're we have agreement in principle on on the core principles of, of liberty and and of delivering value. Mm. So it's it, it's a different story than oh they can't shoot straight and yeah we did have some defections and that happens because there you know there's things that are bargaining chips you know there's positions of power there's there's an attractive uh, sales pitch that you're not valid um, unless you, you go to the majority, but there is a, a very good job that a, a disciplined minority can do of, of trying to help make sure that, that we're just the loyal opposition. We're not obstructionist, but we're also uh, helping to raise uh, the issues that need to be raised and that we get value out of the process. Yeah, you make a great point. You know, it, it's, it's hard for everybody to be aligned on everything. Um, What's, you know, you mentioned a little bit about what was kind of coming out of a lot of those meetings. And, and again, we don't know who was talking to who. That's that's sort of the nature of, of a lot of this in politics. But um, did you find any frustrations or, or, you know, when you were in those meetings? I think a lot of people on the outside, James, looked at it and was, like you said, the media narrative was, hey, these people can't get along. Hey, there's power struggles. Hey, there's this. Hey, there's that. And that's why they're having defectors. Um, you know, in the midst of all that, what you're saying is, listen, there's a lot of intense conversation. We're trying to get on the same page. We may not agree on every page, but the vast majority of this quote book we have in front of us, we agree on. Um, would you say that in those conversations and, and moving on forward now that you guys feel like you're in that, you're in that united group moving forward? Yes, okay. absolutely. Um, well, united, again, uh, united around principles. Um, some of us, I mean, there, there's, there's a, a, you take issues like the PFD. Some people ran on a full PFD. And, you know, you, you mentioned that people said I was honest, uh, you know, I was honest, you know, past tense during the campaign. Um, I'm hoping to make that as a current. Uh, he is honest. I want to keep that up with that. So we had conversations about like PFD. Some people ran on a full PFD. Other people in the room didn't. Um, myself included because I, I've just told people, I don't know what's gonna happen with the PFD, the, you know, the way we've spent and where we've taken ourselves. So I, I can't promise that I will deliver a PFD. Um, we, we've got a big fiscal problem and you know, I can't promise that for you. So you've got that range of conversation just about that one issue right there, but yet that's that whole group of people, um, we decided to stick together as a minority, which means and th this is where the power thing comes in. So in a minority, there's lesser offices that you get in the minority, less staff, all of that. So you kind of get bumped down a notch. The majority, they get the bigger, better offices, you know, better view, they get uh, more staffing. Uh, staff here is determined by points. So there's a point system. So when you're in the minority, you're, you know, you're on the wrong side of the tracks. And <laughs> yeah, and it shows up in your staffing. And, and so there's a big shuffle that happens is 
Some staffers move from here to there, um, you know, following the point system and all that. And, you know, we, we went through some of that. In, in the end, you're in your new office, which I am in mine. It's a good one. It's a little smaller than that first big one that I got. <laughs> but it's a good one. And I've, I've got awesome staff that uh, are just, and that's the untold story too here mm. in Juneau of, of the incredible staff people that are here and the work that they do of grinding through a lot of this stuff to help you stay, you know, help me in this case, uh, on task while you're off in a committee meeting. I mean, my day is meetings from morning to night now. Um, the, you know, some of them are Zoom, some of them are committee meetings, subcommittee meetings. Um, and then, you know, we periodically go out on the house floor, uh, you know, to do that. And so it's just constant. It, and you couldn't do uh, what you have to do here without the incredible staff. So I just want to say props to them. Awesome. Awesome. No, I agree with you. You know, it's funny when you start talking about how the quote point system works, it, it always reminds me of middle school dodgeball when you're <laughs> picking teams, you know, <laughs> that always what it reminds me of. But, you know, uh, talking about reorging and, and that kind of reorganization process, maybe from a high level, you don't have to get into detail, but what was that like for you? I mean, like you said, you walk into the biggest, most coveted office you have, and then the reorg process happens. Um, that's got to be a weird process. I mean, especially for your first time in Juno and seeing how everything works, you're learning the organism known as politics in Juno. Um, just can you give some of the people the insight on, on sort of maybe not just generalities, but your feelings on how that all went? Well, the, it, you, you know, everybody converges down here in Juno, staff and, and legislators, or, you know, some of the staff people that come down for the session. And it's, it is unformed, you know, so it, it's the, the body, but it's not formed. And then there's all of this, uh, you know, inside baseball stuff that happens in the caucusing and organizing process. And then at some point, boom, it organizes and you find out what side you're on. And that organizational dynamic is the act of people going from one side to the other to, to form the majority. And so you know, it's like, boom, in our case, it was, uh, and then there's, there's various processes that certify that. And, and so that, you know, takes place by a, a floor vote that certifies the results of all that. Um, and just to put it in simple terms, and then, okay, you're out of there. So next thing you know, people start showing up and carrying potted plants into your office. And, you know, the, the, you, you're, you're replaced. You're evicted. Yeah, you're evicted. <laughs> and so, and this was a Friday. And so, you know, people started showing up in our office with stuff and we had kind of casually packed to be ready for this because we knew it was coming and we were new. So we didn't have a, a whole bunch invested in, you know, our stuff, but so boom, you're, 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 you're out of there. So it was a Friday and, and we, we left our office, we carried our boxes and our stuff down. We moved ourselves pretty much um, because the, the moving resources, they're busy with the higher value targets. Right. And, and so, so we moved and, and we pretty much moved ourselves into our office and, and got ready. And one of the things you discover is that you have no furniture, um, that there's a process by which uh, furniture goes with the district, unless furniture uh, was with the special committee that you were on, like finance has their own furniture. And so I was in a finance office. So next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm big borrowing and I, <laughs> I might almost like stealing, but I won't admit to that furniture to, to get our office going. And that's where some really great folks in our caucus uh, pitched in. And uh, one in particular that just 
pretty much uh, had furniture extra and and you know we did a, a little i won't even say horse trade it was just a friendly gesture uh, that she did. <laughs> next thing you know i ended up with some usable furniture and and we we uh searched around for that other staffer that we needed uh having lost one and so boom we're, we're up and running um, but we moved ourselves and i've actually got a little uh, Facebook post that we were carrying our books and stuff back and forth, you know, and, and mm. you know, post pretty soon uh, a, a picture from that point in time. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's a wild, wild scene like that whole that whole experience. I know it's pretty wild, especially for, you know, if you've never been through it or know anything about it, it can just be like, what is it's a whirlwind, you know, a bit of drinking from a fire hose, if you will. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, one of the things I wanted the job <laughs> still going on during all that, right? Yeah, yeah. No kidding, right? So you're doing all that and trying to get your job done. Uh, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is um, sort of where you reside in committee membership. And one of the fascinating things that I saw uh, where you landed, uh, particularly as a freshman representative, is the, the House Legislative Budget and Audit Committee. Fascinating to me. Fascinating to me uh, for a couple of reasons. One is I know you and kind of got to know you a little bit on your campaign trail and what you were really interested in doing. And and sort of what you wanted to bring to Juno based on your professional uh, work experience. But right now, I, kind of give me a little bit of insider information as to how you got on the committee, you know, where you're at with the committee and some of maybe your goals moving forward for that committee. Well, in at one point in our caucus, you know, we have internal processes uh, within the caucus and, and I had uh, actually been selected uh, to be on finance, mm. but, that the, the way the committees are populated uh, is, you know, the standing committees is, is a ratio of, of the size of your majority minority. So when we lost some uh, members uh, in our caucus, that changed our ratios. And so I, being the new guy, I, I fell off of that committee. And, and uh, so I had already been seen as, as someone who, um, you know, would do the work that goes along with, with a finance seat, which it's a tremendous amount of work. Um, just the, the information processing requirements and all of that. And so I think that helped make the decision uh, when we were looking at these other, you know, because there's standing committees, there's special committees, and then there's joint committees. And so this is a joint committee between the House and the Senate. And uh, basically it, it's, it's looking at, at a, you know, uh, how uh, well, how appropriately the money was used through a, an auditing process, which, and what you're referring to from my past. So as a quality manager, I've, I've been trained in auditing. They're not financial audits, but at some point you're looking at data and, and making sure that it's, it's correct. So I'm very familiar with auditing processes of designing audits, uh, 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 knowing how to execute an audit well. And it's, it's both a science and an art. And, and so I, I think it was seen that that background was beneficial for that particular committee. And so what are, you know, you're in committee and in, in your mind, what are some of the, the important things that you can do within that committee right now? Do you, do you have anything that you're, you know, maybe a goal for, you know, your first year or, or is that just, are you just still trying to explore? Cause I can totally understand what's like, Hey, we're still trying to explore what's going on down here. I, I will very humbly say yes. In that particular committee, um, I'm I'm in listening mode. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's a very it's a unique committee. Um, uh, for instance, in our current caucus uh, in, in the House, there there is when I 
started to ask around, is there anyone that has been, um, you know, on that committee that can advise me a little bit? There were no current members that, that had been. Mm. And so it, it's, it's a, it, it wasn't something that, oh yeah, you know, 20 people here have been on that old. Thing. Right. right. And, and so I'm going to, I'm going to be in listening carefully, studying. Um, it's not a committee that meets constantly. It, it has, it, it has a long and uh, infrequent cadence throughout, you know, the term. Um, it, it's one of the committees that meets uh, out of session too. So, mm. so it, it's a, it's a different kind of beast and I'm going to spend, you know, this early days on it, I'm going to spend just trying to really be aligned with its mission, but I, I feel right. like I understand that, but more importantly, it's processes. Uh, it has, uh, uh, pieces of it are, are highly confidential. So mm. it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's an unusual committee and I, I'm so proud to be on. Well, that's awesome. I, I think if I'm being honest with you, James, I think it's what you said about doing a lot of listening. I mean, to me, as a, as a as a person who's an Alaska resident, that's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear somebody going in there just wreaking havoc. I want to know, like like you said, you're learning, figuring that out. So I think that's that's absolutely phenomenal, and uh, I appreciate that that you're, you're willing to do that. I think it goes back to, like I said, I I love what you were doing on the campaign trail, and I love what people felt the humility of that. Like, hey, I'm not saying I have all the answers, but I need to know the information to provide at least some solutions, like we were talking about before. So. That's awesome. So uh, we're, we're closing in on our, let's go ahead. I can't, um, I just want to mention on, on that committee, uh, interestingly, uh, there are audits of CARES Act money and mm. where it went. And, and uh, you know, Alaska has been selected for auditing uh, uh, on that subject uh, by the feds. And so that's going to be interesting to be, I will be a fly on the wall um, when, sure. you know, when some of those results are coming through. The state will not be performing it; it will be the feds. But we'll be the recipients of that information. Wow. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting in the near future here, <laughs> for sure. Um, so as we're winding down, there's a couple of things, just some fun stuff I want to ask you. Um, number one is, what's your favorite spot in Juneau right now? My Maybe favorite? a restaurant, coffee, anything. Um, actually, before organization, we had one opportunity to go skiing um, mm. at Eagle Crest. Uh, there was it was a, a Sunday and and there, as I recall, and w went skiing. So that was like that was almost almost my only day off since I've been down here. I, I've sure. been a real just office junkie um, doing this, but we went skiing. So I, I would say that. And then I, there's just a number of awesome burgers that we found at a couple <laughs> of different. I won't pick a favorite on that, but they're all sure. good with, with a okay. good glass of, of Juno IPA. Of, of okay. Burger that are available now here. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I'll ask you one more kind of fun thing. Uh, what is your your most prized possession right now in your office? Um, it, I have to, I guess my uh, my laptop, my iPhone, gosh, I don't know. What the, <laughs> I'll, I'll say that the stand-up desk that, that got lent to me that, that I'm using. Okay, right now. I, I'll look say at that. that. Yeah, that, as, as just for sheer utility, I'll say that big big old stand-up desk I inherited. That's awesome. Well, James, I appreciate your time, man. I know you're busy and uh, I was excited that we were able to make this work out, but uh, I know that you're going to do District 28 real proud. Um, I love at some point, maybe in the next year or so to have you on once or twice more, you know, when 
when uh, you're even more into the trenches of what's going on. But I do appreciate your time. And uh, I know that um, Anchorage and Alaska is, is really proud to have you representing um, our, us as a whole and, and even your district. So uh, thank you again. And I appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Scott. Take care. No problem. Take care. Well, uh, that's it for us today. We are going to go ahead and close out here. But uh, if you haven't had a chance, you can find Must Read Alaska on almost every platform. Twitter, Facebook, MeWe, YouTube, uh, Parler. And it's all under the handle of Must Read Alaska, one word. Uh, so I encourage you to go follow us, uh, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that. We love our listeners, readers, and our supporters. And if you want to continue to supporting this podcast and our ability to put out incredible content, Suzanne Downing and, and uh, John Quick are on our Monday podcast and I do the midweek one, uh, you can go ahead and go to mustreadalaska.com and hit the donation button up at the top right. And that just helps ensure that we can keep putting out this content and having incredible guests like James and, uh, and a lot of our people that represent us both in the local and state level. So again, thank you so much for your time. We'll see you next week and take care.